0: This is Not Another Church Podcast with your host, Pastor Tom. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Uh, t- today's topic, as as you guys know, we've been working our way through the life of a child, talking about parenting and how to rear a child in the nurture and, and, and admonition of the Lord. Uh, we've looked at the baby years, we've looked at the toddler years, we've looked at the the golden years last time when, when they're, they're children and they're, everything's sweet and beautiful and then, then um, you somehow enter through the gates of hell. Uh, it <laughs> happens suddenly. <laughs> I, 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 uh, Ann and I on more than one occasion have, have walked into the bedroom, closed the door and said, where did our child go? And who is this person that has taken their place? Very true. And so, just before we get started, we're going to be talking about the middle school years. Um, and so, if the if the um, if the ch- child years are the golden years, then we'll call the the middle school years the tarnished years. Um, our <laughs> guests today are Anne Harrison and and uh, the mother of five children. All of which have either gone through or are now currently in the middle school years. And we uh, also as our guest, guest, our women and children's minister, Donna Huff, who uh, also has uh, shepherded the hearts of four children through uh, and to the middle school years. (laughs) So uh, the reason why I three, sorry, Sorry, didn't (laughs) didn't want to grow an extra child here. (laughs) I'm like. Ben just pulled the she car over.
1: you talking her of, husband.
2: The amount of <laughs> laundry I do, there may be a hidden fourth child. I'm just saying.
0: You know, if you threw a sixth child in, I'm not sure we would notice. Nah, probably not. At, at this point, you're
2: like, yeah, you could make it five or six and we'd just keep going. You know?
0: um, yeah, we've always joked that once you go from two children to three and you have to move from a man-to-man defense to a zone defense, <laughs> Yeah. once you've mastered that, then really the number is immaterial.
2: Yeah, I'm hanging about five yards back just trying to huddle, keep them. A- <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. That's right. So uh, those are our guests today. And so let's go ahead and get started. And like we have with each of the age groups, let's talk about, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So so we start out with the good. Um, this This is the age where... Uh, not only have they developed that personality now I- as a child, now they're a fully, completely rounded out human being that you, you, can, you can have some great conversations with. Yes. They recognize things going on in our culture and society. When they're pointed out, uh, you can have some great conversations there. Um, when you can get past some of the emotional baggage that's going mm-hmm. on right now, uh, they, they can actually logically see where you're coming from now it's, it's not uh, shut up because I told you so, pick your bag up and do this. You can now explain things, and they understand, oh, yeah, okay, that makes you sense. You can
2: reason with them at a certain level. At, you know.
0: at a certain level.
2: Yeah.
1: At least with our kids, though. We've had to go through a <laughs> stage of this is how you have a conversation. It's a back and forth. It's not a I'm going to sit down in the car from car line and then spit out everything that's happened in the last week without taking a breath. You know, so there's yeah, a that's little not bit. of my life. little social skills. I yeah, have social skills. Situation See, mine is different
2: <laughs> because I have three boys. For those who don't know, I have three boys. And with each one of them, boys are so different. They yes. love to talk. And when you hit them and catch them at the right moment, they'll just blurt it all out. True. But it's not consistent. That's not mm. an all-the-time thing. Mm-hmm. It's a constant pulling from them of little bits and pieces of talk to me. And I would imagine if you have... Um, a reserved or shy girl that may even be true for her but with boys my experience has been to find out all the details you know i'm mm-hmm. like well i had another mom call me today and there was a, a big brouhaha at the school and you know and my kids are like i think i heard something about yeah. that yeah you know, they don't know i can yeah. actually call your children and go hey y'all tell me what's going on yeah
1: <laughs> you know? yeah well that's true with the four girls which is mostly our expertise, but the one boy, he's like that. And he's still, even now that he's in college, it's still like, you know, Hey, what's going on? How are you? Fine. Fine. And then he leaves the room, you know? (laughs) But then like last night, he just talked and talked and talked. You have to catch him. Yeah. And
2: I have found that with the guys, it's a lot of times when we're doing things together, that physical activity with the guys, they start opening up,
1: you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true.
0: So with, with, so still trying, trying to stay on good. We've almost veered off into the bad Sorry. and the ugly <laughs> That's right. several Sorry. times, but trying to stay with the good. Um, so we we have reasoning skills that are yes. developing. We do get the development of social skills. Yes. Um,
1: got to work on that hard during this stage.
0: But uh other people tell me that my children are very pleasant and that uh so it's not uncommon <laughs> at all for for teachers for for people here in the church to come and say, "Oh, well, your daughter is such a great person to be around." And that's that makes you feel good that may, maybe I'm not a complete and total failure mm-hmm. at this phase. Mm-hmm. So there are some some good at this mm-hmm. stage. I will say that with my girls um I knew that we were entering the hormonal bath from childhood when we would have a crying ourselves to sleep. Yes. um, the, The, you know, the first time. And that's usually when that conversation happens where somebody walks in the bedroom, closes the door and says, where did my baby go?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that happens with boys too. I mean, I think the first indication that something is different from the elementary years is when, you know that either testosterone or estrogen starts to hit them in full force, and they're on this emotional roller coaster. And you're like, "Whoa! Like whoa! Like okay, you you have your meltdown, and I'm going to stand here until you're done." You know, <laughs> and see, we don't we didn't have a lot of meltdowns, but what we did have
2: was temper.
0: Yes, and it, you know,
2: very That's often it came out in the boys, and it was mm-hmm. their temper. And I would just, you know, they would go mm-hmm. from zero to sixty, and I'm looking at them like. Whoa. Yeah.
1: You know what yeah. happened to yeah. you? Chill out. Let's let's mm-hmm. start this conversation over mm-hmm. and figure out where, you know. True. And our son through birth to, you know, the middle school years was very quiet, very laid back, very easygoing. Yeah, didn't care.
0: I mean, it's all whatever.
1: So in the midst of five kids, was he the one forgotten? <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, he
0: wasn't because he was the only boy. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. That, Molly that's was true. really forgotten more than, than we
1: were. I'll take it up for you, Molly. what happened when he started going through middle school as he's going through all this, you know, emotional changes, friendship, trying to figure that out, trying to figure out the social structure, trying to figure out. You know, he looks different, and he's at a growth spurt, and all the things that so hair hair is yes. growing. Yeah. Um, you know, there's all the crazy yeah, puberty he, stuff. He was fluctuating between anger and frustration, and then sometimes being so frustrated, it just turned into tears.
0: Not tears like boohoo tears, no, but like tears I'm, like
1: frustration
0: too. To like frustration. frustration.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. I got we, you know, we would get the I'm a jerk, nobody likes me, yes. which I know you get with the girls in a different whole different yeah. zone from what you've told me. You know, but that over the Place. you know the one day they're talking about this guy at school and they're hanging out with him and they're friends and then all of a sudden that group is going off and they're excluding them mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff is really happening in these middle school years yeah.
1: and I think I think moms especially have a tendency you know you're still driving your kids to school at this point so if they are oh. telling you what's going on you know moms have a tendency to go oh this kid is being mean to my baby, you know, or this <laughs> mama thing <Bear>. is happening. <laughs> yeah. And the mama yeah. bear really does surge at this it, stage. It really does. But you've got to be so careful. Like, I have just, I, you know, Tom asked me to be on this, and I was like, why? Like, I, I've done all, I, I've done the middle school years wrong five times. Like, I'm like, I have so messed this up. Like, but. Please don't I mean, make me talk about this. <laughs> I idea. know. I'm like, I have no good advice. And now we're veering um, off into the bad here with some are, of this. I think we're we've transitioned it. fully into <laughs> Okay. All right. So,
0: so uh, with girls, the bad is uh, bad, the emotional roller coaster. Yes. It's not uncommon at all to. And the
1: boys have it, but not as extreme, I don't yes. think. And then when you add the peer pressure and the- so
0: you would you would walk in the room and you're you're getting this crying nobody likes me everybody hates me I don't have any friends and then literally five minutes later. Pitching a fit because you won't let them go spend the night at yeah. nine o'clock. I thought you didn't have any friends. Oh, you're just being mean. To or me. they're
1: walking around the house FaceTiming with the person yeah. that oh, they thought didn't gosh. like them, you know, yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. One day you're in a they're in a fight with somebody and they've been horribly mean to them, and you're over here calling that kid's mother. And then the next day they've gotten over it and forgot about. I it I rarely called a kid's mom and because I was yeah, like, don't. <laughs> just don't. Um. I just waited because I was like, we'll see if it's bad
2: yeah. and it's yeah. not my kid. Yeah. And I need to step in. Yeah. I'll see in a few yeah. days. Yeah.
0: So, so you you have this emotional roller coaster, which really affects everything. You are dealing with a lot of hormonal changes. All of a sudden, um, boys um, aren't, aren't don't have cooties. And so we get the the, the Boys texting. are behind
2: on that, by the way. Okay, I, I did not get that in my middle school years. Junior high, middle school years, I didn't catch that. Girls go boy crazy. The majority of the guys, not all of them, because I've known some who went girl crazy a little early, but the guys are a few years behind you. Yeah. They're still playing video games, playing paintball or Nerf battles with their buddies. Right. They want to hang out yeah. and ride the four-wheeler or pl- whatever toy you've got at home mm-hmm. that's big kids' size. They want to do that. They're not not ready to be girl crazy. Now, it's coming, you know. <laughs> yeah. As, as a mom who's lived through that, I now see it. But that's one of the things that I did not catch when I was a, a junior high girl myself. I had brothers, but I was the baby of the family. So I didn't see the transition happening, but right. literally watching it with um, Noah, Eli, and Lucas and all their friends. I'm like, oh, right. Right, right. yeah, okay.
0: So with girls, you start seeing makeup show up? even though, yes. you know, you're, they're forbidden to wear, you're not wearing makeup, you're no. too young, you're just a child, and then you'll be looking at them at the kitchen table and they're like, are you wearing mascara? No, no, I'm not. Yeah, yeah, you are. Or, you know, are you wearing blush? No, no. Child, your cheeks are not naturally that color. Um, So Noah went for years with sleeveless shirts. Yeah, yeah, I
2: remember that
1: that stage. (laughs) That was awesome. I love that. Because, I
2: mean, his muscles were developing, and it was so cool. So, you know, they don't put on makeup, but the sleeveless shirts, and, you know, I've got a little cut on the back of my arm, here where my muscle's showing. they start pointing weird. You know. (laughs) 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 Not not that bad. but their voices were changing uh-huh. for the guys. Yes. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you, that's a point of humiliation, embarrassment for them. Most of us have, as adults, when that happens, we don't think anything about it. We just grant, oh, how cute. But for them, when they're out talking to someone and they go from, you know, and yeah. it's up and down on that volume, they're, they're like, oh, that was
1: so embarrassing. You know,
0: well, everything at this age is is embarrassing. embarrassing.
1: Your parents are special. Your parents are are embarrassing. embarrassing.
0: (laughs) If you have curly hair, that's embarrassing. If you have straight hair, that's embarrassing. If you have blonde hair, that's embarrassing. If you have red hair, that's embarrassing. Anything about you that makes you you at this age, they want to change it.
2: And especially anything that makes you different. Uh If you're a lot shorter than everybody Mm -hmm. or a lot taller than everybody, or if you. I'm, I'm just anything I mean yeah. it can absolutely be ab, you know anything that makes you different becomes a point of ah oh! you know I read an article probably last week maybe two weeks ago and it was about a young girl who had a um, a beauty mark on her face and she had never thought a thing of it grew up with it had no issues with it and all of a sudden some of the good gr- girls at school said something that she heard them over say mm. she has a mole on her face yeah and she said i had never ever because it didn't it went like it poked out and had hair sticking mm-hmm. out of it you know yeah. it was just a, yeah. a beauty mark yeah they dissect each other every oh, yeah. oh goodness you know yeah and yeah. as an adult she was going back to that time and thinking about how that just humiliated her but now she realizes yeah it's not a big deal. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And
0: well, so everything's a big deal. I mean, we've we had, we've had a daughter who went and shaved her arms because yes. she overheard somebody say that she had, and this child does not have hairy arms. No. Um, but she was
1: worried about it.
0: She was worried hairy about arms. her hairy arms. And so she, she snuck in the bathroom, got like a, a razor from me or Ann and shaved her arms. And so she looked like a seal for, for a week.
1: Until it got pretty Yeah. Yeah. And one of our girls, um has very white blonde hair as you know and has uh, and spent quite a bit of time begging me now her hair's beautiful like there's women that pay big money big every month money for that hair to, yes to have this Absolutely. this yes. platinum blonde hair well hers is natural god gave it to her mm-hmm. you know and she's you know begged at times please mom let me dye my hair brown and Absolutely i'm like why no. and she's like because <laughs> no. i i need to look like everyone else they're always calling calling me elsa and i'm like that could be a compliment. You know
0: <laughs> But any anything. But
1: anything that makes you just the least bit different. Yes. Yes. And, yes.
0: and and I I think that part of finding yourself is eventually getting to a point to where you recognize that this is how God made me. Yes. But at this point it's just there's there's anger at God and parents because I am short, I am tall, I have mm. curly hair, I have blonde hair, what whatever it is, and, and that will express itself in all kinds of crazy ways. Um.
2: But okay, so let me say that going into the middle school years, I had a mom who was just ahead of me with kids, and um, she had mostly boys in her family. She had several kids. She was sitting with me one day. I remember we were at youth league football. I'm sitting out at Independence Field here. For those who are local, you'll know what that is. And we're, you know, we're watching the kids practice, and we're talking about going into middle school. And she's like, "You need to make sure that you um, talk with them before middle school starts." Now. Mm-hmm. We went on and had a conversation about you have to have the talk about intimacy, but you also just need to have the talk about middle school years becomes the place where you start seeing, and it happens a little earlier in some kids, but everybody during those years are going to start jostling for position.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Everybody starts to fight for power. I want to be the big fish in my little Mm -hmm. pond or I'm trying to figure out my identity. Am I going to be the jock? Am I going to be the smart kid? Am I going to be the cheerleader? Am I going to be popular? And they start trying to figure out who they are. And when they don't fit in one group, they go to another and everybody fights over those things and learning to forgive and to be kind between kids Mm -hmm. is a big thing they're all becoming independent all of a sudden they start to realize they're different from mom and dad like up until now they've been really connected to you everywhere we go we go with mom and dad everything we do is with mom and dad and now suddenly they don't want mom and dad and that independence that starts to set Mm -hmm. in and trying to figure out who they are that all happens at this age
1: yeah they're developing their identity yes it's yes. very difficult,
2: and it's very hard. I mean, yeah, I, I will say we didn't start off by saying this, but Tom and I were talking about this before. I think this is barring some serious tragic circumstances in your life. I think this is probably one of the hardest periods of, of anybody's life, anybody's life. I, I, I I look
0: back at my middle school years and and just cringe,
2: yeah, I because too. I
0: was miserable, I didn't know where I fit, I didn't know who i was i didn't i didn't. You know, I can I try to empathize with my children and remember how awkward I felt, how my parents were embarrassed, all of that stuff. It it really is a hard time of yeah. life because you, you are figuring out who you are and who you're going to be. And since you've only lived for 12 or 13 years us as adults saying, look, this is only going to last for like three years. Shut yeah. up. Get yeah. over it. Yeah, it seems like fine. forever. Well, yeah. three years is uh, a is a time. third of my life. Yeah. Yes. Or a quarter of my life. Yes. What are you talking about? And yeah. so um, it's a hard time. Yeah. It's a time that doesn't seem like it's ever going to end. And it, it's a time that's challenging for the parents because I, I, I will say, uh, you know, I would echo what Ann said. I feel like, I, I feel like with each one of my kids... Um, my default was always, um, you are going to do what I tell you to do, that I'm, I'm, I'm the hammer, and it just felt like, I felt like you guys expressed you felt like during the toddler years. When the, the moms were saying during the toddler years, I just walked around all the time going, why didn't you? Don't do that. Don't hit mm-hmm. your sister. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the middle school years as the father, that's what I do. I'm constantly walking around going, your mother told you to clean your room. Don't talk to your mother that way. Get your hands off that. What do you think you're doing, child? You know better <laughs> than that. Constantly. Yeah.
2: See, the middle, the middle school year's didn't feel that way for me. It was the toddler years. Is that true for you also?
1: Yeah, I don't feel like that way. I mean, I know that you... I think it's just difference and maybe roles or whatever, but no, toddler years were like that for me. Middle school years were but not we that nurture, way for me. So yeah.
2: nurturing someone mm-hmm. who's sad or doesn't know where mm-hmm. they fit, all of those things mm-hmm. like I, I can step in yeah. there and I'm going to hug you yeah. and love you yeah. and we're going to talk this through yeah. and l- let's carry on a conversation and, you and then know. For And for me,
0: when I sense that bow back that you get from a, a middle schooler like, who do you think you are to tell me yes. what to do? Yeah. In their tone, then I'm gonna show you who I think I am to <laughs> tell you what to do. And yeah. so as a, as a man and as the father of the house, um, and, and I feel like part of my my role is to protect Ann from that child ever thinking that they can run over her. And so I've got to be the hammer. Um,
1: and that's necessary. I mean, I think dads need to do that when it's appropriate. Yeah, because, I agree. Because kids do. They are testing the limits and the boundaries. And they still have to understand authority. Yeah, and yeah. they have to realize that they don't get to rule the house. Yeah. Which leads
0: us to our next subject, which was... It's easy for parents at this point, because we've talked about how rearing children requires more discipline on the part of the parents than it does on the children, that you've got to expend the energy to get up, even when you're exhausted and you put kids to bed. And almost everybody, I know with us, except this child that's going through middle school years, as we're going through middle school years with this child, we have a toddler and we have a child, and we have other kids, and so you're exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so there's a natural tendency to want to look at that child who's, you're 12 now, you're 13 now. You can dress yourself. You can put your shoes on. I don't have to worry about you sticking something in a Tend light to your socket. sister,
2: yeah. yeah.
0: So I'm going, to, if I'm picking my battles and I'm looking at things, this child is not going to die if I ignore them. So... And I see in this church, I see some parents that are choosing to abdicate their role as parent mm-hmm. in the life of their middle schoolers because it's so painful. It's so yeah. difficult. And so they. I hear things like, well... Um, I, we're just letting them decide what they're going to do here. or
2: And you have a vast difference in maturity levels. Like you know, I know in Kid City, I've seen this happen and I've seen it with my children and some of their friends. You have the kid who matures early. Yeah. Whatever circumstance in their life is it may be due to circumstances personality iq i mean I know everything plays a role into that, but you have those kids who mature really early right and so those i have the tendency to watch those parents be the ones who step back and go well they're they're really mature and I'm like, I get that, but they're still twelve yeah. They don't have the life experience, no matter how mature they are. And I'm glad you can Mm -hmm. reason with them, but you still have to set some parameters in place. There still has to be boundaries, you know, and then Mm -hmm. you've got the kid who is not mature, you know, and I've had uh, recent conversations with a parent from both sides of that. And the parent who says, you know, I feel like my child's not very mature at this age. And I had one of my children that I didn't feel like was early. And what I saw was, is it's true. I mean, some of them do mature early. Some of them mature much later. And the ones who are not, I'm like, then you know what? You need to protect their heart while they're little. And because they're only going to be little for a while, they're coming out of it. Give mm-hmm. them a year or two because they're going to catch mm-hmm. up with everybody yeah, it's else. Okay. It, it's okay for yeah, them, let them to be, be there. A kid, not, let
1: them continue. Mm-hmm. If they're still playing with the kids out in the yard and not, you know. Yeah, be thankful for that. Be thankful I, for I that. I think you should. I think one thing that, Um, we need to make sure that is said is that i think that this stage sneaks up on parents yes um maybe well i i say especially mothers but that's because i'm a mother i don't know about you i mean (laughs) you know but for me it definitely does it sneaks up and even though we have five kids this is going to sound like i'm crazy but with each one of them i'm like Oh, oh, you know, oh, like yeah. I'm. I'm just. That's what I'm no, happily, see, for me
0: it was. Oh crap!
1: Yeah, at some point then I'm like that oh, light I, I saw this. is yes.
0: the train. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I remember this. But you
1: know, you're kind Run, of shout. there's like a calm before the storm. Yeah, you know, and the then years. and, the and then, then you get to where you know as the nurturer, as the, you know, the one that just wants your kid to be happy and have friends and, and get along and fit in and all of the things, this is a really hard stage. And I, I would say to moms, because I, okay, I made this mistake. I made all the mistakes. So if you're watching this and you know me, sorry, I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, <laughs> but, um, but like, don't be so quick to, to fix it. That was my my number one mistake in this stage every single time because, you know, who doesn't love their babies, you know? Mm -hmm. And you want to fix it. Don't fix it. This is the time to listen to your child to try to decide, are they telling the truth? Are they telling me a lie? Are they trying to make themselves look better to me? Because that happens. Well, I mean, all all adults do that. But also kind of be a counselor. Just listen and then counsel when appropriate, but don't be quick to fix things, to take care of things. Because what you don't realize as mom is that tomorrow, the huge blow up that's happened today is probably going to have blown over, but you're still going to be upset about it. You know, you I know? didn't do the
2: fix it stuff as much. My, I think my weakness or in the one that I see most clearly is that I would like, they were quiet. So when things were going bad, I'd just be like, yeah, it's all good. You know. Yeah. Right. And I, and I maybe- would let it be that way. And then realize later how important such and such was right. to a child, like when so-and-so said something about them or when a friend just drops them. Yeah you know oh, um, and awful. that happens by the way for everybody it who's does. watching this it's going to happen to your children everybody gets it rejection happens and it hurts yes. like the dickens I mean it's
1: like it it, mm-hmm. it hurts boy or girl and sometimes our kids are the ones that at times are the mean kids or the ones that drop a friend or the ones that whatever. And maybe we don't know. Well, you see the social media rant
2: about uh, so-and-so hurt my child and that sort of thing. And uh, all three of my kids, to my knowledge, have been on both sides of that. Both sides. Yes. They sometimes have been the one who has perpetuated something that's mean and ugly. And then sometimes they've been the one who has been on on the receiving end of cruelty. And you as a parent and as a mother, Boy, you want to? I
1: mean, I, I'd yeah. like to go smack the kids upside, you
2: know, head upside but the head. Know, sometime, but you know, your kids it, don't. You want
1: do you that. to do that? They. I remember William saying to me one time. I thought Mom, we weren't going to use names. Sorry, not William. Um, <laughs> <laughs> somebody else. Yes, somebody else. Yeah. Okay. But I remember one time something was going on, and you know, you get a little fired up, and I remember him being like, "Mom." You know, just let me handle it. Yeah. And I remember going, oh, yeah, 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 Teaching yeah. them to yeah. cope with their yes. own. Yes, yeah. we're letting you handle this. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. And I'm so glad that you're you're confiding in me. And but, that, Yeah, and that you part know. about that training up a child in the way that they should go still happens in this
2: yeah. age. So when they tell you something and you get angry and how you react to it, they're learning.
0: Yeah. They're learning right. how to
2: react to yeah. it. So I've had to be really careful. Like when my temper get, has gotten the best of me, the best thing to do is that cool off period. You sure. know, just like with any other difficult situation is I walk away yeah, and leave it alone yeah. for a period of time mm-hmm. if possible. Now, yeah. if there's an immediate danger to anyone... Absolutely do not walk away from it. But,
1: you know, if it's just a a yang in between middle schoolers, then you just say. And just know that this whole stage is full of turmoil and it's full of hormones. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. And that's normal. And it happens to everybody, no matter Mm -hmm. what country you live in, no matter what your culture is, no matter if you're a boy or a girl, no matter what city you can't move away and have it go away. You can't run from it. It. Yeah, and so it's gonna. It's just part of it. So as a parent, if you can just try to survive. counsel and navigate <laughs> your kid through it, yeah, survive yeah. too. I mean, on the social front, on the home front, that's a whole different. Well, whole and different I think topic. that it's
0: a it's a t- it's a period of transition, and, and all the way around. We, we, and we transitions were, are hard. Into, a transition really
1: hard. into yeah. independence is what's going on. And so the it's a transition for Parents
0: learning to to move from the cohesive here here to okay explaining why you need to be here and so you're transitioning from that you're that childish transition we were at the park sunday with a a little kid who was like five years old some other group came in they were having a party this kid walks up to him and now they're best friends i mean he's like hey we're the same age we both like to swing. You're my best buddy. <laughs> love it. And and they had a great time together for that 30 minutes. They'll never see each other again. And they
1: again. when they and left. And when
0: they left, it's like, dude, it hey, so love sweet. you, bro. And and so that's when you're a child. And, and when then
1: they go to the
2: party, and they don't speak to a person yeah. because they don't know them. It's not their social group. They're mm-hmm. nervous about it, mm-hmm. and they're like, and then they go home and they're just, nobody likes me, yeah. you know. And I'm like, well, you have to be friendly. You actually have to talk to someone because they, most of them feel the same way yeah. you do in it, that moment.
1: Yeah.
0: So while we're transitioning to this this counselor, the shepherding role, don't forget that there are some things you don't, still don't ask your kids. I don't ask my children um, if they're going to take their me- want to take their medicine, right. I, don't, I don't say, "Hey, the doctor wrote you this prescription for antibiotics." I'm really hoping that you you choose to no. take this. <laughs> no. I say, "Hey, hey, take this. We're going to take it now." Does it We're doesn't taste
2: it. good, Dad? I don't care. Yeah,
0: yeah. yay. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't ask them if they're going to go to sc- Want to go to school? Right. I don't get up on Monday morning. So, do you, how are you feeling about? So I don't know why we think that with the things of God, all of a sudden now that they've hit this age, and I've heard parents say. Well, they just don't want to get up and go to go to church on Sundays, and I don't want to make them because I don't want them. My, They're sinners. Have you lost your mind? <laughs> they are yes. sinners
2: even at this age, and that you
1: have to train them.
0: And so we are still in that parenting role where we're creating the people that will be.
1: You mm-hmm. are until your kids are grown, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say that of high school, too. Mm-hmm. That, That's agreed. true. That's yeah.
0: true. Agreed. Um, in fact, in the, uh, when we get to the high school years, um, there, there's some of that stuff that it just, it's now becoming different. It's not just, child, I told you to come here. It's now, there There has to, it, it's harder.
2: And you see, mm-hmm. I think that dads, uh, and I could be wrong, Tom, you can tell me this, I from my experience it's a little harder for dads to go from the come stand here where i said stand here to the reasoning and go mm-hmm. well the reason is right because no, such yeah, you such. don't
0: want to do that the
2: yet. dad changing parenting styles is hard for them well
1: hopefully at this point you've trained your children well enough and there's enough of a normal that they know what's expected and you don't have to punish them for every little thing but they know you know we go to bed at this oh, time we point. eat yeah. meals we do things we go to school we do our homework and all all those things are not questioned. You just do them.
2: And we were talking before we ever started this about the fact that we don't have to discipline them the same ways that you did when they were younger. Right. Like you don't have to make things happen.
0: And, right. yeah, Which is the, the next point that we have. I, th- I think we're at a good transition point to talk about discipline. And at this age, you you can't just use the spanking spoon anymore. And so no. you have to be creative. And I have found with my kids... Um, that those pressure points that you can put on them with each child is different. Yes. yes. Uh, with one of my children, um, I the, the only thing that would get their attention is if I said, if I took makeup away. You're, <laughs> I
1: remember that. I remember ah, that. We're taking all your makeup. And, and they are <laughs> ah. not getting any makeup. Yeah. So
0: you're going to go to school <laughs> tomorrow looking school like a ghost. middle school too. Yes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> How that, funny. That was a pressure point. Because this child, you could take their phone away. They didn't care because they, they would just go watch TV. And if you took the TV and the phone away, then they'd read a book. They, they could entertain themselves. Yeah. Anything that we did was just like.
2: Off air, I need to know who this is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it, but when i said okay if you if you do this again i'm taking your makeup and they were like oh not the makeup not the makeup please so, yeah um and so i obviously think that we've talked about the uh f- maybe with some kids that pressure points a phone maybe maybe with some kids that pressure point is
2: a video game video games no going anywhere. Yeah. That was a big deal. You know, or mm. um, there was even, you know, at one point we used the you're not going hunting this, Ooh. you know, with uh. dad. Uh, my, you know, my husband uh, uh, likes to hunt. And so, you know, you don't get to go with dad on this trip because of your behavior. That is just devastating yeah but you got to find their thing you got to find their thing
0: and you still have and and i think the reason why you do that is because you're not cruel you're still parenting and the at this age especially that child is going to start pushing back even more and so you know what
2: happens so much less tom that like ann was bringing up while ago it's so fewer um in in quantity that you end up having to do all of that discipline if you do it when they are four, true. five, uh, that's six, true. seven. If
0: you lay that's true. a good
1: foundation, you, yeah. you're not going to be too bad off. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. but, I mean, yes, they. But you're going to have They're some. not laying down in the Walmart and kicking, pitching no, a fit. No. If they're doing that, then then we need to have a different conversation. Right. But what they are going to do is, um, at this this age, especially, you'll get what feels like huge lies, like, hey. I'm going to this friend's house, and they end up at a different friend's house. And then when you catch them, then they're mm-hmm. like, "Well, oh, we just went over there. I don't know." And I, did this I is not the tell lying stage. Oh, yeah. Th- th- there's a lot of and there's
2: a lot of prevention you can do up front. Yes, uh, call the other parents up front. Know be the intentional. Friends. Know the friends. Be the intentional. Friend's you can guide who they choose as friends yes, at can. this point because your friends influence Absolutely. a lot of who you are, especially as a child. Mm-hmm. As you get older, you may have friends that you disagree with, and you can just be adults and do your own thing. But when they're young, the influence of a of a friend or a peer group on them is tremendous.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And, and you're still the parent; it's still your call who they go hang out with. And yes, these at this age, the children will absolutely. Freak out and say you're destroying my social life. It's the
2: most popular party of the seventh grade,
0: and I'm like, you're not going to a party where where the crackheads are. No, no
2: not not going to happen. And you see, um, I've seen even with parents the cool kid factor still plays a role. Oh, absolutely. You still have parents who are still like, I'm going to make sure that my kid goes to this party because that's where the cool kids will be. Or, you know, and, and, and it's not just the kid who feels the pressure of it. But if you ever find yourself in a place, and I did and have more than once where my kid was not included, then I would actually, if it was a big deal, And it wasn't always a big deal. Sometimes we just brushed it off and life went on. But when it was a big deal, I would take mine and try to do something special with them to help let them know that they're valued at home, that they have value outside of it. And then it usually takes some time, obviously, during that to do a little discipleship. You know, your identity Mm -hmm. is in Christ. Jesus loves you. He's made you for a purpose. He has people who Mm -hmm. will love you in your life. You know, you've just got to be friendly and be kind and just keep going.
0: And as they're developing their identity, as we've said throughout this these things are go- going to have an impact on that the you know the super cool party that they're not invited to or, the, a, or that a, you won't let them go to a, or a group <laughs> group of friends who they thought were their bestest buddies in all the world they find out on facebook or instagram that they Snapchat. were getting together and i wasn't invited several times
2: uh mm. so when or those... get invited to go somewhere right in front they'll invite a certain group of people right in front of your child that's going to happen yeah I, so when I'm those telling... things happen
0: you use that as a springboard to say your identity is in Christ. Who you are is not defined by the people around you, and you know what? I know some adults who haven't learned that lesson. Yeah, I know adults who are going through life letting the world tell them who they are. Yeah, and by I don't the mean the, I don't life. even mean the world <laughs> yes. in in the negative Christianese sense. I mean they're just letting everybody around them inform them who they are. Yeah, and that's that's something that at this age you have thousands of opportunities to say. Uh, Yes, all the girls are carrying core bags. We are not going to carry core bags because I want you to be able to eat next week. And so (laughs) I hate it. You're not getting a pair of Air Force Ones or or whatever, whatever the the, the cool hot thing is. And use these as opportunities to teach because those, you know what, in three weeks, I know when I was growing up, it was the IZOD. You know, everybody had the, the little alligators on their shirts. And I've used this as a sermon illustration that my mother, um, uh, who is the cheapest human being who's ever lived, would go buy the the Walgreens version of Izod's and then literally went to Mountaintop Trade Day and bought some iron-on Izod's. Oh, my
1: goodness. Well, how inventive was that? I know.
0: Oh, But it didn't She's look anything. Hard. But like, look,
1: a plaid shirt's
2: a plaid shirt's a plaid shirt. I, I wanted mean, the little a...
0: alligator on it, though. <laughs> yeah. But,
2: but so, We've talked about the symbols now, that this has to be on the shirt, that, you know, for mm-hmm. guys that people notice, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's
0: hysterical. It, it is, and... It, and, and now, I'm 50 years old, and I can look back on that and laugh, but when I was in middle school, oh, it, it was devastating that I didn't want to be labeled as the poor kid.
2: I wanted parachute pants, Tom. You wanted, parachute, wanted parachute pants? I wanted parachute pants. That was a big oh deal. About yeah, I was about fourth or fifth grade. It was coming up on the preteen. Guess
0: know, what years? Donna's getting for Christmas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um but yeah i remember wanting the parachute pants so bad everybody had them but me you know yeah it's did you tough. Get them? yeah eventually i had a pair they were gray okay
0: did they have a thousand zippers all they over
2: did? Them? <laughs> <laughs> so, and the zippers were black just so, so you know
0: as adults we know that those things fade and and that what's cool today is going to be uh lame tomorrow and what's what all of those? It's just like Champion now is the cool thing, and I was embarrassed to wear Champion. Yeah, is
1: Champion now cool? I Champion know is now. super cool. Now. It used to be like the cheap stuff, and so
0: Adidas. When Adidas. I was growing up, mm-hmm. Adidas was the poor kid clothes, and yeah. I remember Mom coming home, and and hindsight, I feel so guilty because I know financially how tight things were in our house and so i'm sure that she worked extra hours and there was scraping and ke- but when i remember opening this box and seeing that i had adidas cleats to play football in and just about crying because i'm gonna have to walk out there with three in stripes black and white and everybody in those stands and right now see, it's cool and and now it's cool
2: and that just transitioned recently and
0: so mm-hmm. yeah this is the time because what you don't want is your child to be 25, either trying to live in their high school years. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing sadder mm-hmm. than a 35-year-old man wearing his Leatherman jacket. Don't peek in high school. And, um, yeah. oh, nor do you want them to be that person who is who is putting themselves in, in hock to get whatever the coolest, hippest adult toy is.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: And so you can teach now, you can shepherd now, and it just feels really painful in this stage. But
1: But that takes a lot of intentional conversation. Yeah. And I think sometimes we just let them go to their room and. Deal with it themselves, and I think this is a stage where you have to pull your kid out of their room. You have to almost say, you know, if there's people in the kitchen and we're cooking dinner and we're interacting, you need to be there.
2: And you remember how hard it was when they were right up under your feet. Yeah, and you, you know, just it, wanted it, just them that, to go to their you room, right? to go to the room. And now, <laughs> right? and now. now I'm like, somebody come out of your room. I you know. know. Yeah. I know. And you go get them, and you. But what you were talking about being intentional it also it helps with preventive things, like we mentioned it earlier. But talking through an experience before it happens, you know, one of the things that was a big deal in our home, and I'm sure in a lot of y'all is, is lying, is if you lie to us and you break that trust, there is going to be some serious mm-hmm. consequences. Like, I ain't joking, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you talk that through and you go, if something changes, if you're in a place where you're uncomfortable... And you need an excuse. You know, one of the things I've told the kids repeatedly over the years is I'm saying, if you're out with your friends, they're doing things you don't want to. Even in middle school parties, this happens. I know this is Absolutely crazy to does. bring it up. But mm-hmm. in the middle school parties, I mean, you know, it's not an innocent spin-the-bottle game always. it's, it's Sometimes it gets it's very— It's gotten a lot more intense. It's gotten a lot more intense. And there's a lot of pressure in, in those circumstances. And I told the boys, if you need to use me as an excuse and say, my mom, you just don't know how—my mom's going to go Absolutely. crazy. I will I be- him, the bad guy. I will be the bad guy. I will be your bad guy. Your daddy would be happy to be your bad guy. So use whichever one of us you need to get yourself out of a, a tight situation.
0: So I think one of the, when we touched on it a little bit at the at the beginning, as we were talking about how awkward the child feels, recognize that. Uh, and Don, I think think you were saying the child. Every human being on earth at this age, no matter the culture, no matter the country, everybody feels like a kind of a square peg in a, in a, in a um, round hole. And this is a phase where we have to shepherd them as, as they develop their identity mm-hmm. and oversee that without getting our own. Pride and and what we want to be in and we don't talk, live
2: through them. Yeah. Yes,
0: we can't re- live through them. Don't you know? We've all seen the guy at the ball field who was acting and we the all fool. find
2: ourselves occasionally. You know, if your child's doing something and you find yourself whether it's dance or gymnastics or
1: mm-hmm. singing lessons or whatever it is, you go, oh yeah, they're having great success. And I would know. say I would say it's important to be at church to try to make Christian friends, to try to, um, develop good habits at home, as far as, you know, prayer times and Bible reading and those kinds of things, because, you know, you have a tendency to let your kid just kind of do whatever at this point. And I think that, um, you can still kind of require them to, um, have certain disciplines and to be certain, you know, to be at church, even if they don't really like it or they're saying they don't like it, because I think that kid, it's still sinking in. Yeah. At, At this
2: age, I actually remember very specifically pointing out older teens that were, um, living a Christian lifestyle in school and everybody knows it. Yeah. You know, um, on the ball field for us, because the kids played sports, play sports, um, on the ball field was a place that I would say, look at how they behave, look at their sportsmanship, look at their character, but also surrounding them with adults that, you know, when I I don't just point to because a lot of times kids look to the next group ahead of them, just right. that next step ahead mm-hmm. of them. But I also was intentional several times about pointing to someone who is um, young married to in, in their thirties and forties to someone who is older. And I'll yeah. point out, you know, look at what they've done. They've served the Lord their whole mm-hmm. life, or look at their great stories. They lived, but at the same time they lived mm-hmm. with Christ. Right. You know.
1: Yeah. One thing that's been pretty pivotal in a couple of our kids' lives is they've had opportunity. Through this stage to kind of start working a little bit, and to there may be like with one of our kids, there was an older lady in the church, and she needed somebody to clean her house. And so I would drive her to the lady's house and chat a minute and leave her for a couple hours and come back and get her. And you know what that lady needed? She needed companionship as much as she needed her house cleaned. Mm -hmm. My child loved that woman. Mm-hmm. I mean, she probably um went over there once a week for a year. They had such a bond. They loved each other because this this woman who's in her 80s is talking, walking around the house as my child is dusting, sweeping, whatever, mm-hmm. and just talking and just and they kind of became friends and it was weird. But it was a wonderful. It was lovely, yeah. and so I think if you can look for opportunities for your kids to know Christian adults, it doesn't have to be somebody of the older generation. And you have even, to be careful. We've heard too many. You do headlines. have to be careful. Oh, yes.
2: We have heard too many headlines of that. So just be careful as you go through that. But yeah, yeah you know, finding a place for your child that is safe, but that is um, that somebody's going to just point them towards yeah. Christ. You
0: know. So- Donna brought something up that, that, that I wanted to say in conclusion. Um, I One of my children in these years, I, I uh, and my kids will tell you that I have lots of fra- phrases and ter- turn of phrases that I used to try to hammer some of these truths home. And I can remember multiple times walking away thinking to myself, that was a waste of time. And <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> now that that this particular child that, that I really thought I was talking to, because all I would get would, would be a frustrated... <sighs> Cheerful, uh, <laughs> yes. yes, sir. Kind of yeah. a thing um, has said something to someone else and I, that I overheard, and they don't would ne- they would be angry if I said that they were quoting me, but they were quoting me. Yeah, and it is this may- one
1: of our kids that's an adult?
0: Yeah. Uh, yes.
1: Okay. Just pointing that out for
0: the audience. Yes.
1: yes. Okay. It's not going to happen in the, <laughs> yeah, it? in the junior high.
0: So my point is, is that I spent they all this time. You. They, they listened. heard.
1: They, and now, if, you, as if you're older, making your kid yeah. come
0: to church and it just looks like they're sitting there staring off into space and they're harumping, they're hearing what's going on. And
1: you are
2: still the single biggest influence yes, of their heart. It is bar true. none, bar boyfriend, girlfriends at school or peer group or whatever. And the more you work at it, the better better. better it is and it bet the better it builds a long-term relationship because I have been grateful for my parents all of my life because they did not abdicate their authority while they did try to help me to grow.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that has been the, the, uh, the middle school years. I hope that that was helpful. Um, would hope that, um, this has spurned some thoughts that you can conversations you can have with your spouse and in your family, and uh, just know that if you've got kids in this age group, we're praying for you.
2: We sorry. are. It's I, tough.
0: I'm so sorry. It's tough. So that has been not another church podcast. And tune in next week where uh, we will be uh, taking a subject and uh, talking about it until uh, we're tired of talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> This has been Not Another Church Podcast with your host, Pastor Tom. Thanks for listening, and go serve your king.